Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 469 of the Columbia Calling podcast. Round mid-June, we hit the 10-year mark. So a huge thank you to new listeners and, of course, those listeners who have accompanied us all of these 10 years. It'd be fascinating to know how many of you there are out there. But uh, yes, 10 years seems like something quite significant. But uh, episode 469 is no less important. We talked to biologist, filmmaker, adventurer, Federico Pardo. Some of you might have seen his stuff in National Geographic. He was a National Geographic explorer. He does all sorts of documentaries with his company, Tropico Media. And right now, at the Bogota Planetarium, they are showing a documentary made by him and his team, Salvando Primates, that's Saving Primates. And he spent four years in various parts of Colombia filming and cataloging uh, these incredibly, what are they, red list IUCN, so in, um, critically endangered primates in Colombia to, well, produce something that is truly, truly fascinating and eye-catching. It is an immersive experience. I will be taking my children this coming weekend. I'll give you feedback next week. It's running until the 16th of July, so if you are coming through Bogota, you have no excuse at all because you can go downtown, you can go to the gold museum, you can do some graffiti tours, you can do other things, eat some ajiaco, and as you are leaving the center via the Museum of Modern Art, you can stop into the planetarium and uh, check out Salvando Primates, and you can get tickets online at salvandoprimates.com, so salvandoprimates.com, and we'll be talking about the four different species that he uh, that he uh, pursued to film around Colombia over four years. And it's a fascinating conversation. He has been on the show before many, many, many years ago. I'd say in year one. And we describe him as a Colombian Indiana Jones. So there you go. You could go back and see, uh, well, how we've evolved over the years. So we'll have him on the line from no less than Wisconsin in the United States. Uh, now we'll hand over to Grace Brennan with the news, and then we'll be back with segment three and uh, uh, Federico Pardo, excuse me. So thank you again, and don't go away. 
The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by... BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own just complete the form on the columbia calling website that's www.columbiacalling.co or the bnb columbia tours website that's www.bnbcolumbia.com and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive colombian adventure so that's bnbcolumbia.com and latin news Dot com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. I'm Grace Brennan, and these are your top stories for the week of May 15, 2023. Three femicides occurred on Mother's Day yesterday. Erica Aponte was murdered by her partner in Unicentro Mall, Bogota. She had previously requested protective measures against her partner, who shot her in the public space before turning the gun on himself. In Bogota, a woman was murdered by her husband during a conjugal visit in Gomita Prison on Sunday. She has not yet been identified. In Santa Marta, Gloria del Carmen Rodriguez Retamozo was stabbed to death by her husband. Members of the Regional Indigenous Council of Cauca are charging citizens to access some public spaces in the Department of Popayán. The group has introduced a 2,000 peso entrance fee for people to use the San Pedro River, which has no formal ownership, in Santander de Calichao. The monetary charges have been met with frustration from local residents. The number of dengue cases in Colombia is growing. Figures from the National Institute of Health show that in 2023, more than 34,000 cases of the virus have been registered. Of those cases, 76% correspond to 15 territorial entities, including Antioquia, Cali, Cartagena, Bananquilla, and La Guajira. Colombian and Panamanian authorities have stopped two boats in Sucre from transporting more than four tons of cocaine hydrochloride. The shipments were bound for Central America. A third boat has left, that had left Colombian waters was also captured, transporting over 1,500 kilograms of cocaine hydrochloride and 82 kilograms of coca-based paste. Nine people have been arrested. Last Wednesday, retired soldiers and members of the public force reserves protested President Petro's national security policy in Plaza de Bolívar, Bogotá. Following comments from an ex-military officer at the march, Petro shared on Twitter that similar to other left-wing presidents in Latin America, he believes there is a conspiracy to remove him from office. After more than nine months of negotiations, Avianca confirmed on Saturday that it will not integrate with Viva Air. A representative from the airline said that after studying the deal, it determined that Viva Air's financial recovery was not possible and that the conditions of the deal could affect Avianca's stability. The Colombian Geological Service reported two earthquakes across Colombia this weekend. On Saturday, a quake in Los Santos, Santander, measured 4.6 on the Richter scale. Meanwhile, on Sunday, a quake in Acacias, Meta, measured 
Those were your top stories for the week. Thank you for listening. And we're back. This is the Columbia Calling Podcast episode 469. My very special guest this week is Federico Pardo. For those of you who've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning, in the first 100, I would say in the first 50 episodes, I had Federico on. and We sort of talked about him being the Colombian Indiana Jones. Uh, But... uh, this time we've got him on for a different reason, but he's still Indiana Jones. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, well, what can I say? He's the director and producer of Tropical Media. He's an explorer and storyteller at National Geographic, and he's got an amazing interactive uh, documentary out at Bogota's Planetarium. And that's why we're going to talk to him today. It's called Salvando Primates, that's sal- saving primates. And he's on the line to us, not from Bogota, but from the middle of Wisconsin. So welcome back on the Columbia Calling Podcast, Federico. Thank you, Richard. So great to be here. Uh, almost 500 episodes. I'm impressed. Almost 500 episodes. And this is the 10th year next month. June is the 10th year. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, happy pre-birthday to Columbia Podcast. <laughs> Columbia Calling. It's cool. So how... Okay, so you, I mean, you're you're married to to a lady from Wisconsin, which explains why you're there, and you have two children up there with incredibly Nordic names. But a boy from Bogota in Wisconsin, how do you keep yourself busy? I mean, I see a lot of photographs of snow and ice on Instagram. Yes, I mean, uh, you you caught me. <laughs> what should I say? <laughs> it's been a, an adventure, you know. I, I travel all over Latin America and having my partner or because my partner is from the U.S. and specifically Wisconsin, when we decided to grow our family, being close to her family made sense. Yeah. And honestly, it's cold. It's, it's, it's different, but it's not that bad in a lot of fronts in the sense, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I leave, I take a plane in Green Bay and 12 hours later, I'm in Bogota. Yeah. It's just a straight shut down. Yeah. And uh honestly, I think in today we're almost all world citizens to an extent. And uh I have to also say that I'm lucky that I get to live in the US and work all over Latin America. So besides the cold, uh I've managed. Yeah. And also, I mean, like you said, 12 hours, but also I you know, the photos, obviously you are a very very qualified photographer but they are it does show a beautiful beautiful setting in which you live for sure it's uh the great lakes uh as a bogotano i've never lived <laughs> or i have experienced the snow but this is deep snow this yeah, is this deep is... winter and it's got its magic you know now yeah. i feel that i have to uh keep my or i would say the seasons allow you to pre-plan a little more because mm-hmm. if you don't get your yard work done during the summer, you're done. <laughs> in Colombia, you can always postpone your yard work. Would Would anyone have ever thought you'd be talking about yard work? Uh, <laughs> but that's it. Uh, we're all a little older, a little more mature, perhaps a little bit more, I don't know, I, home-oriented now. You have two children, I have two children. How times change. But listen, uh, it, it's, all, it's all for the good. It's all for the better. So tell us a little bit. I mean, it's very exciting. I saw some of the you know posts you put up on instagram and i've checked out the website 
salval, salvando primates. It's on at the Bogota Planetarium. What a great location to, uh, to have your documentary, your interactive documentary showing. So first and foremost, tell us about this project, because I know it's been four years of work to put this together. Correct. So I received a National Geographic Society grant to do Salvando Primates, which basically it's bringing the jungle to the city. I have been working for 10, 15 years on documentaries on biodiversity, conservation, a bunch of them on monkeys. And I started realizing a few years back that it was not enough, that I needed to do something that really allowed me to engage with audiences, connect them emotionally through the media experience, but most importantly, funnel tangible conservation actions to help restore the forests where the monkeys live. Uh, and the reason is we are running out of shots, if you will. Uh, global warming, it's, it's a reality. Deforestation, it's growing more than ever. Uh, and, you know, a, a, a documentary that seeks to create awareness was not enough. We needed to find a way to support those conservation heroes who are on the ground doing the legwork. And that's where Salvando Primates came to be. It's a multimedia immersive experience that uh, brings Colombians to this entertainment, immersive, interactive uh, exhibit and funnels money or funds to conservation organizations who are working for on primate conservation and forest restoration specifically. And so you've got four different critically endangered primates which are which are featured so you've got the titi cabeci blanco so it's like a white-faced titi monkey cotton uh, top tamarind too yeah that's, that's what the... it's called the tamarind okay uh, the mono arania cafe so that's a spider monkey brown spider monkey brown monkey the titi de caqueta caqueta titi monkey there you go and the churruco colombiano colombian woolly monkey okay so all the pictures are up on on the website so but i'll post them and they're all over the country so obviously the one in caqueta is is in caqueta the department of caqueta but where caqueta are and cauca but and yeah Cal i'll, I'll, I'll ah. drive you through both yes. all, all of them all of them so these four species are are our protagonists and the reason is i wanted to tell the story of colombia's most endangered monkeys but again help protect them so we have the cotton-top tamarind from, Cari from Colombia's Caribbean coast, the, the tropical dry forests, and the partnering organization, it's called Fundación Proyecto Titi. Mm -hmm. They're based out of Barranquilla. This is this beautiful cotton-headed uh, tamarind. He looks like, they look like Einstein, if you will, <laughs> because of their big white fro. And then... Um, if you have been in Colombia, maybe in Montes de Maria, Parque Tairona, you may have seen this beautiful monkey. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the sad story about them is that only 8% of their origin, original ecosystem remains. The tropical dry forest is one of those uh, ecosystems that's pretty ravaged. So we must do something. Mm. Secondly, we have the brown spider monkey from Colombia's Magdalena River Valley, close to Barranca Bermeja, Puerto Berrio very hot region, lots of mosquitoes, very gnarly to work on. And uh, it also lives in the border with, with uh, Venezuela. But this area of the country, the Magdalena River Valley, 
historically has been the route for development. You know, Bogota, you go down to Tierra Caliente, to Onda, and if you go north, uh, you cross the Magdalena River Valley, and that's what happened uh, during development. So lots of big cattle ranches, lots of monocrops, and very little remaining forest. And the brown spider monkey is also critically endangered. And the partnering organization is Fundación Proyecto Primates. Great people doing great work. Okay. Then we have the Caqueta Titimo monkey, uh, which is arguably Colombia's or South America's most endangered monkey. Really? They estimate roughly 500 individuals left, uh, which is very little for a species, you know. Um, and this monkey lives in between Caqueta and Putumayo in the foothills between the Andes and the Amazon. So one little corner there. Uh, yeah. Actually, in La Bota Caucana, a lot of people don't know that Cauca, the, the department, starts in Pacifico, mm -hmm. crosses over the Andes, and touches the Amazon a little bit. It's a mega diverse departamento because of that, from Pacific to the Amazon. What else mm -hmm. can you ask for? Uh, and the Caqueta Titi Monkey lives there, highly endangered, discovered officially by science in 2010, so really? also a recent species. Uh, and since then, it's been endangered. So we're trying to help that monkey as well. And the last one, but not least because it's very pretty, is the Colombian woolly monkey, uh, or churuco. And it's a subspecies of the woolly monkey. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe some people who have been in the Amazon, Peru, or Ecuador, they have seen woolly monkeys. But uh, from La Macarena, north, we have the Colombian woolly monkey, this subspecies that it's also critically endangered. And we only find them in the foothills uh, behind Bogota, in the, those foothills between La Macarena and, uh, say, Arauca or mm -hmm. uh, Venezuela, and a little bit in the Magdalena River Valley in uh, San Jacinto, in Serranía San Lucas. Mm -hmm. uh, so very endangered subspecies, beautiful monkeys, the biggest of Latin America. So, so another one that we're trying to protect. This is crazy. And you see, I didn't know there were this many monkeys, of course, in Colombia. I knew, that, of course, I knew about the Titi up on the coast, and I know, of course, in the Amazon and so on. But you know, I'm not a, I'm not a primate expert. And only 500 remaining of the, let's say, the, the Titi de Caqueta, right? Is what you were saying. Only it's nothing. That's you know, that's that's IUCN red list in, in its entirety. Um, I remember years and years ago that you were filming in the area around Barranca Bermeja. Why I remember is because my wife is from Barranca Bermeja. And so any mention of it sticks in my head. Um, and you found, was it an albino family of the Aranya monkeys, the spider monkeys? Correct. Wow. Yeah. So as you remember correctly, <laughs> uh, I've been working with the brown spider monkey for a while. And one of the stories that we documented was a couple of siblings that are almost albino it's a variation it's locistic or locism mm -hmm. uh it's a variation of albinism the individuals are also white the big difference is that fully albino uh, uh individuals whether people or animals they also lack pigment in the eyes mm -hmm. so they have a very light eyes the locistic monkeys that we filmed uh they're fully white but they still have brown pigment in their eyes and their mouth. Okay. Uh, but the story, it's, it's important because locism and albinism can be the result of inbreeding, of incest. 
So what's happening in this region is that there's not enough big forests or corridors to connect the remaining forests. So if you're a monkey living in an island or forest, in a forest island, and you have no other animals to mate or breed that your family, mm-hmm. well, incest happens, and that's not good. Nobody likes incest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then albinism becomes more prevalent or leukism. And evolutionarily, this is an alarm. This mm-hmm. is saying, hey, what's happening here? It's bad. So do something, connect forests, help animals to be able to disperse in the area and be normal. I have to ask, uh, while we go off on this tangent a little bit, some of these areas that you are up, Montes de Maria, Caquetá, Putumayo, uh, Arauca, uh, Cauca, these are problematic areas in the country. I mean, you can travel so so far and wide in Colombia, but you've mentioned some areas which are, I would say, red zones or hot zones, not just for the temperature, but hot zones definitely. And I'm thinking... You know, there was always something that was said uh, that, you know, while there was a, the, uh, I would say, how do we put this, an official armed conflict with the original FARC, there was a more, more protection of the forests and more protection of the, maybe the species. And now, of course, there is, you know, since 2016, a, a, a huge number of the official FARC is now reintegrating back into society after the, after the peace accords. Uh, and now deforestation has increased because of the lawlessness in these areas. But I want to ask is you have to have gotten trouble a couple of times over four years or in some in some, let's say, less than comfortable situations. Well, you know, uh, yeah, my job comes with, I would say, adventure. Um, <laughs> but honestly speaking, I haven't had any big trouble with communities or these armed groups. Yes, we know they're around. Yes, we try to ask for permission because Mm. to an extent they are the authorities in some of these territories. And me carrying big cameras and big lenses, the last thing I want is problems. So uh, what I always do is work with local communities Mm -hmm. and make sure that those who need to know that we're around are aware that we're around and know what we're doing. and. You know, it's a funny coincidence. When we were filming Salvando Primates, uh, we went to San Vicente del Caguan, historically a region with armed groups, right? Mm. Uh, To film there, we had to go through what I would say was the most uh, high-tech control uh, Mm -hmm. checkpoint to get to the forest. And I'm sure the people who were on that checkpoint where they had arms somewhere. I didn't see them, but they were from one group or the other. I didn't ask. But it's crazy. You're in the middle of nowhere in Colombia. I've been traveling for the shoot for to go film these monkeys for thousands of kilometers. And when I go to this uh, uh, historical stronghold of rebel groups, you realize there's the most high-tech checkpoint for to check for health or, or COVID, right? They sprayed our cars with these big vapor machines they took our temperature with these great tools they were all dressed up in in like med suits it's like holy cow like not even in both i see this Mm -hmm. so you know this is just to say those people in control of their territories take control of their territory that's Mm. a statement uh but if you are a good person and if you have the authorization you can Mm. you know collaborate with them especially when it comes to uh 
conservation, it seems that they were yeah. uh, happy with us. So, so the de facto state had more uh, efficient healthcare measures for COVID than the state itself in Bogota. <laughs> but totally. again, I'll get in trouble for saying that, but I like the idea of that. In the middle of nowhere, uh, rebel, well, former rebel, rebel stronghold, it's a, it looks far more like a, a disaster movie than it is uh, than it is elsewhere. So what, I mean, in terms of, the, there he is, uh, we've got a visitor. We've got a visitor in the uh, in the podcast. This is little three-month-old Sven who is here. He looks a little bit sad, but he'll be okay. He'll be okay. There's he'll another okay. little, little primate. <laughs> my own little primate for sure that's yeah right. he's three months old but he's also eager to work now okay that's very good i'm i'm interested i mean because obviously you've been going around all over the place and filming and you've done stuff for uh you know friends of mine the birders with where next uh you did uh is it uh salvaje magia what was it called uh, magia salvaje which was on National Geographic was an amazing promotion for Colombia. Have you been? Were you up there in the in the filming in Chiribiquete as well? I I didn't go. I didn't get to go to Chiribiquete when they went. Uh, the the big limitation about going to Chiribiquete is the weight you can carry in the helicopter, and I think I was one person too many. Uh, so I couldn't go, but I've been to Chiribiquete after since when they did the expansion of the park yes. during Santos' uh, government. I got to go to film uh, a little video to promote or to showcase the, the expansion. Amazing oh, okay. place. You weren't there with Prince Charles then? Oh, sorry, King Charles. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't get to go with him, <laughs> but short after I did go. Uh, but oh, he was... Okay. Very well dressed. I remember when he, he was. Well, he's he's like a you know almost like a you know traveler of old in a, in a three piece suit and a and a pith helmet probably. Uh, but Chiribiquete, I've only been to the lowlands of Chiribiquete, but it was still uh, absolutely you know unforgettable. And and have you gone and then seen? I have to ask you about this because I know there's a documentary coming out sometime in the future uh, by other friends of mine. Um, but uh, I don't know if you were involved or not. But uh, but. Um, did you you've seen the rock paintings there the ancient ancient rock paintings yes i was recently uh, so i've seen the ones in chiribiquete when i did the flyover uh filming and they're astonishing but a few months back maybe october 2022 i got to go to la lindosa mm. also for a documentary project we were uh, uh following the most ancient civilization uh of uh, signs throughout mm. the amazon mm. and for that we went to la lindosa where you have these beautiful panels of rock paintings with we went with gaspar morcote mm. he's uh, one of the main researchers from universidad nacional mm -hmm. who has been digging the sites around la lindosa and i was blown away yeah. and maybe this is something that many people don't know uh one of the things that really really touched me was hearing gaspar say that they've been able to to time or, or to realize that humans and megafauna, like giant sloths, probably coincided in this region. And we see images of these mega sloths or megafauna on these paintings uh, from 10, 12,000 years ago. And there's this ledge where you can look down into the valley, like the Amazon. Imagine the ledge like uh, Lion King. And you're looking down and he's like saying, well, just picture just a few herds of giant sloths grazing on the ground. And you're like, 
holy cow. <laughs> like, that's, that's how impressive it is. It's speaking of our yeah. past as society, but also of our past as a uh, uh, megafauna uh, yeah. country, if you will. Amazing. I, I, I'm trying to picture a, a giant sloth and, and, and of course, and, and to think that these sort of prehistoric animals you know, coincided with the sort of first, uh, I was either were the, I'm not going to say humans, um, the first Neanderthals or the first uh, walkers. I don't even know how to put it. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And I know that Gaspar is working for the Universidad Nacional, and I know that Exeter University has some has some influence in that as well, sending over people because I I'm the alumni representative for Exeter, my my undergraduate. Oh, amazing! I didn't <laughs> so know. They, yes, it's a collaboration between yeah, uh, yeah Exeter yeah. and. So I get all the updates. Uh, I'm 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 better informed than most about what's going on, but I do think it's absolutely spectacular, and I'm looking forward to more filming and more information about that. But hopefully, also keeping it out of bounds for most people because it needs to be researched and and protected. And uh, and and if we go back to Salvando Primates, because of course you're going all around Colombia. And and we've talked about the security and so on. These organizations with whom you're working, they are focused entirely in rescuing and protecting uh, these primates. But I mean, how can they combat deforestation, which is so rife at the moment? And and I know it's increased massively. And the deforestation then pushes the limits of the, of that forest, and then they become cattle land and everything else, and the cattle uh what can we see the cattle groups are very strong it's it's just an uphill battle you're totally right it's it's not an easy one uh but it's one that we have to fight mm. and these organizations they're they've been working on monkey uh, um, research and conservation for more than 10 15 years in some mm. cases and I would say that their magic is that they've been able to gain the trust of the local communities. Mm -hmm. They've been able to uh, show the farmers, the, the peasants, the, the landowners, the, how valuable mm. the forest is for everyone. And um, through Salvando Primates, what we say is that for each ticket that we sell, for each person that comes to the show, we'll plant one tree in the monkey's ecosystem. And that's oversimplifying something that's very hard, which is mm. actually planting one tree. Because you need to know that this tree, of course, needs to be a plant species native to the area that provides either food or shelter for the wildlife, monkeys in our case. You need to grow the seed in a greenhouse for over a year sometimes, mm. so it has the proper size. Then you have to find where you're going to plant it. So either mm. you own the land if you have a private reserve, or you have to make agreements with local landowners to tell them, hey, I have these plants that I want to plant to uh, connect these fragments of forests mm -hmm. or to grow the forest in the preserve or whatever you want to do. And they have to agree to do that. And then you have to plant the tree in the proper season so it grows, it doesn't die immediately in the summer. Mm -hmm. And then over a year, you have to monitor these seedlings or these uh, uh, yeah, little plants, baby plants hoping that you uh, have a big success rate, yeah. right? At this point, we have roughly 70 to 80% or they have that. So it's a huge monumental mm -hmm. work that starts with scientific knowledge, 
but it's heavily supported by the local communities. Uh, and this is what we're trying to do, or this is what we're trying to scale up, right? Mm -hmm. These organizations already have the means, the, the, the knowledge, and the capacity to do it. We're just trying to give them more funds, more resources. So instead of planting 20,000 trees a year, we can maybe get to 50, 100,000 trees a year. And as you said, try to start scaling back deforestation somehow. It's, I mean, and, and as you say, the local communities in most situations have understood the importance. You look after your nature, you, know, you look after your fauna, you're looking after yourself as well. I mean, there's a, so you haven't had any pushback then from like local farmers or anything. You, yeah, it does happen. You know, there's still uh, uh, a mindset in most of these places of what brings me money the quickest. Hmm. Well, maybe selling some wood or maybe slash and burn and throw 10 cows or 100 cows. And and so, sadly, the awareness of the environmental conflicts that we're living in Colombia, uh, it's still very... Uh, uh, the awareness it doesn't exist yeah. either in the city or the territories. So we've met landowners or neighbors from the conservation areas that we're working on that they don't care. They, yeah. They're just like, you know, like 100 cows are better than 10 monkeys. Mm. and But they don't realize that this balance of life is at stake. And yeah. United Nations has uh, declared the decade between 2020 and 2030 as the decade in which we need to stop, prevent, and restore deforestation. Stop deforestation, prevent it, and restore those areas that have been degraded. If we don't do that in this decade, we may reach the tipping point, the point of no return, and that's when things may get scarier. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's a, a noble work indeed. and. Uh, First and foremost, uh, will the documentary, will this come out in English as well? Because obviously it's in Spanish here at the Planetarium in Bogota. But will, is there plans for it to come out in English? I would love to. So the, the, the documentary, it's an immersive experience. So you basically walk into a multimedia jungle. Uh, there's no narration. There's no text. It's pretty much just sounds and images, large format from bottom to ceiling, wall to wall, all immersive. Uh, and But yes, the idea is that it'll be a traveling exhibit. We mm. started in Bogotá's planetarium. We're already talking to other institutions around the country. We can bring it to Medellín, Cali, Barranquilla, even the smaller mm. cities, Villavicencio, Mocoa, closer to where the monkeys live. And I would love to bring it to uh, either Europe, the UK, mm. or the US. Mm. Uh, because again, for each person that goes into the exhibit we plant one tree and the more people we we can uh, uh yeah. sell tickets to the more trees we will plant and 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 so you as you say when we when we talk about a full immersive experience you're talking about the sort of cacophony of sound obviously and the images so it's just it's not a documentary really uh, what we, i mean what else do we see if i take i've got an eight-year-old son and a three-year-old son what are they going to what, what do you think is going to really attract them the most in, in this yes. kind of uh, exhibit? So we've designed the exhibit for the whole family, okay. uh, but especially thinking about little kids who come with their parents like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's five steps or five uh, segments to it. Mm -hmm. The first one is what we call the biodiversity station or biological station, uh, playing the game with the 
our office as field biologists, these little plays where you go, you have mm -hmm. your tools and whatnot. And that's where we give the audiences the context of mm -hmm. uh, monkey biodiversity in the world, in Colombia, their threats, those who are working on conservation, and why are monkeys important. Mon monkeys are crucial to the ecosystem because they're the gardeners of the forest. While they eat fruit, they also swallow the seeds, then they walk around the forest, they poop these seeds, and they grow new plants. So mm -hmm. they are free gardeners, right? Mm -hmm. So th this is what we teach in the biodiversity station. Later down, the second stage, you find what we call the monkey watching wall. And it's literally this big wall with uh, real life, real size pictures, mm -hmm. real life size pictures mm -hmm. of the monkeys that we're going to show in the immersive experience later down. So we have 11 monkeys in total, 11 species of monkeys, and you can see them. We're trying to prepare audiences to go to the forest and monkey watch. When you are a biologist, you have a field guide. You know, you're yeah. looking for this bird or this frog or whatever. We want Colombians to learn how to find and identify these monkeys. So that's mm -hmm. what the monkey watching wall is for. Then we have the portal. Uh, it's a tunnel uh, that brings you from the city to the jungle. Uh, large format photos printed in fabrics in this very magical, eerie uh, transporting tunnel that brings you to the multimedia jungle, which is where the immersive experience happens. And that's where we have a 25-minute uh, uh, 360 video, if you want, or movie. Uh, no text, no narration, just sound and images. Very, very emotional. That brings you a day in the life in the forest mm -hmm. with the monkeys and deforestation. So then you leave the exhibit and you have a little tienda, a little uh, store with some merchandise that we've produced uh, help, with help of uh, little businesses around Colombia, all sustainable and all around our Colombian biodiversity. T-shirts, glasses, puzzles, pins, stickers, uh, hoping that people can buy these little trinkets and start uh, owning their biodiversity rather than tigers, elephants, orangutans. Yeah, as, as, as teaching about what is in your own country as opposed to the big five in Africa and so on. I can understand that. I mean, of course, the, the, the big five are so very charismatic, is they're so very visual. But it's it's time to start talking about what's what you've got at home as well. If it's about the and of course, if you balance out the jungle and you protect these forests and protect the monkeys you're also protecting numerous other species as well i mean like you you mentioned earlier on that the is it the kakata the the, the titi from uh, kakata was only discovered by science in 2010 think of how many other things if we're looking at uh, uh, uh you know insects and and amphibians in these areas that we still don't know about. That's the thing about Colombia and, and, and countries like Colombia so that are mega diverse. You know, several times a year, things are being announced, a new type of frog and or a new genus of something else, a new insect. It's massive what this can embrace, just protecting and reforesting areas like this. Did you, I mean, when you when you were out there, did you have experts from other fields coming out as well and taking advantage of your of your uh, access to these areas? Uh, not this time. I mean, 
Yes, I always have experts in the sense that either I work with a local expert, either it's a local bird guide or a local campesino that knows a lot about the forest. But um, for for Salvando Primates production, what happened was that I landed in Bogota like two, three days before the total lockdown of COVID. <laughs> I had to stay at my parents' apartment for three months by myself. They had to go to the little farm uh, while I could get the permits to start filming. Mm. Uh, eventually I got the permits, but you know, it was the middle of COVID. Mm. There was so many restrictions. So I did collaborate with a bunch of local experts, but, uh, I couldn't bring, you know, Mm. special people like the expert on birds or frogs, but that's not to say that we are, that we're not aware of these other animals that could live there. And as you mentioned, by protective monk, by protecting monkeys, uh, there's a term that we use called umbrella species. Yes, uh, you can protect a bunch of other species thanks to the big uh, range they live at. You know, monkeys, as I said, they are gardeners of the forest, so <laughs> they can be these strategic species that allow us to protect not only themselves, the forest, but all the other animals that live there. That's amazing. It's an amazing effort, and I'm going. To, don't know if it'll be this weekend, but maybe next weekend I'll be taking my children down there, uh, definitely to see it. There's, it's always worthwhile going to the planetarium anyway, and going downtown. I'm always enjoying myself down there. So, what we need to ask, we need to direct those of us who are in Colombia or coming through Colombia or coming through Bogota, uh, check out the website is salvandoprimates.com. Uh, salvando primates if you wanted me to say it in an english accent.com and you can buy your tickets online and when does this uh immersive experience run until it's open through july 16th we may extend it a little more depending on how many tickets we sell so uh make sure to buy tickets and then uh hopefully we'll start our traveling exhibit sometime in august or september and yeah, just uh, make sure to visit in Bogota as it's so well. It's open, and if you are somewhere else a little later, just keep checking our social media in case we have it near where you are. Yeah, exactly. And you can check out. I mean, you can check out. There's there's an Instagram page as well. The obviously the website, and um, if you look at Tropical Media, you know your uh, Federico's company, his website, it's on there as well, and everything else he's done, which is a kind of amazing if you look through. I, uh, all all that you haven't got so far is, I think you 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 must be lining up for an Oscar at some point for you know best documentary because there's so much there uh, that I'm like, God, this guy, you know, he's done so much and he's he's achieved so much in terms of like uh, biology and and filming and adventure. It makes me a little bit jealous, indeed. <laughs> well, I'm jealous of you, Richard. You have also done a lot of work, and you have a house in Montpost, which I have yet to visit. Yeah, we're still waiting for you to come. You got close, but on your recommendation, we went up to that re- reserve not far from San Onofre in the north called Sanguare, and we had the best time uh, as a family. What a, what a wonderful place, you know, the, uh, this special protected area with wonderful cabanas on the beach in the northern Colombia. Um, it, that was on your recommendation. So I do follow you on an Instagram because I do like to know where you're going and just in case I can follow in your footsteps. But uh, we are now digressing too much and Federico has a young baby nearby that probably is demanding attention or feeding or something. Oh, he's asleep now. 
uh, bless him. But thank you, Federico, so much for your time for talking uh, so uh, you know emotive, emotively about this. Everyone, check out salvandoprimates.com. Go buy as many tickets. Go as many people here in Bogota because, of course, if the support is great, then it will move on to other cities and elsewhere, and this will snowball. We want everyone to see it. So, uh, Federico, keep on working. Keep on promoting all of these things and Colombia. What is the next job? We want to know what's up next because you're, whatever you're doing is exciting. The next job? Oh, wow. Good question. Well, <laughs> on one side, keep uh, pushing Salvando Primates, hopefully bring it all over. I would love to bring it to the UK, I think, uh, with such a big culture of nature yeah. documentaries. I think people will be impressed to see yeah. what we've put together. But uh, project-wise, I have, I'm have i teaching a couple of photo and filmmaking workshops and hopefully uh, a documentary about Chiribiquete. I'm still waiting to hear back from uh, a, a director from the UK to it's see if we can. Kate or Angus? Angus. Ah, it's a good buddy of mine, Angus. <laughs> I there you go. Queen. So <laughs> I, I met with Angus a couple of weeks ago, and hopefully we can make this happen. And if 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 he decides to bring me as part of the team, yeah. I'll be there. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. He was on the podcast as well uh, some years ago, talking about his Ingrid Betancourt um, documentary. And he and I want to do the Mompos movie together as well. So we're, we're <laughs> there's lots. Well, of... now that you've mentioned that, I have to be in that movie. I don't know yeah. as a character or a fixer or maybe just, you know. Yeah. Anyhow, but, uh, we 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 digress anyway. Federico, it's been always a pleasure to talk with you. Always uh, and great to have you on, even from up in the snowy north in Wisconsin. Uh, thank you for taking your time. Everybody, check out the websites, please. And of course. Sign up for us on patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling. That's where you can support us. And listen, of course, at the end to some of uh, advertising from our sponsors. If you haven't already tuned in, I am now the host of a new podcast for a company out of London. It's called the Latin News Podcast, and we cover political events from all over the region. The next episode coming up is about the uh, results of the Paraguayan election and, of course, what that means for international relations in the region. So very interesting indeed. So just check out latinnews.com uh, or the Latin news podcast.com and you can find links to all the different episodes there so that's been me for this week episode 469 my guest has been federico pardo thank you very much and we'll be signing off and we'll be back next week with another episode and another topic colombia related thank you and goodbye the Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by... BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique 
private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website, that's www.columbiacalling.co, or the BNB Columbia Tours website, that's www.bnbcolumbia.com, and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive Colombian adventure. So that's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors.